Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Game Week 12 Knee Jerk Stream where we will be discussing all of the non-action, I think we should probably say, from Game Week 11, because unless you had Doku or Mitchell from Crystal Palace, and I'm not even really sure who else, uh, you probably haven't had that great of a Game Week. I would say, if you were on 30-plus points, you are probably on quite a big green now. I guess Bruno Fernandes got a goal, finished on 11 points, Man United defence kept a clean sheet... There's not too many popular players that have done really well. Trippier, of course, nine points. Shouldn't forget about him. He did really nicely, actually. Um, but yeah, a an interesting week. Some people saying it's the worst game week they've ever seen. I think I think I feel like I have seen worse. I'm on 21. I've got Son and Palmer left to go. There was one. There was one game week once upon a time, a long time ago, where lots of the matches got snowed off. I think I only had one player that actually played. Um, but I guess I guess for a week where all the matches were on, and there were lots of good fixtures as well, Man City versus Bournemouth, Salah, uh, sorry, Liverpool versus Luton, it was it has been a pretty terrible game week. I would just say before we get into the questions and stuff, and I hope everyone watching live is doing well, and everyone that's not watching live, of course. Um, I really do think after a week like this, it's just good to take a step back you, and just remember you cannot control anything. Once the deadline has passed, you, you can't control what's going to go on in each of these matches. The Haaland is only going to get one point from a six-goal game against Bournemouth. These things happen. If you had a plan, you'd probably stick to it. Apart from the players that are possibly injured, like Haaland and Cash, and we'll talk about them later on. But uh, yeah, it's probably nothing to worry about. I suspect that most people's teams for game week 12 look really good. And you should just probably have a bit of patience with those players. But there are definitely some talking points. Haaland, Cash, possible injury. Simicast was benched. And I'm sure there's some others that I've um, forgotten about as well. But I'm just looking at the scores in the chat. So 19 with Son to play, 19 with Son left. I mean, I'll just say on my team, I'm really glad that I played Cole Palmer over João Pedro. I just, I don't know what it was on Friday. I just had this sudden thought that he's not guaranteed to play, even though he's had a week off. And obviously that went well. He did come on at half time, So he had 45 minutes, but even then he still didn't get any returns. And so it's going to be... A, a tough choice I would say for me next week about whether or not to keep him and just bench him or keep him and play him against Sheffield United or even sell him to Enketia who did start again against Newcastle even though obviously he didn't get any returns 33 with Son left Mitchell 15 pointer carried yeah I mean Gay got a clean sheet yellow cards finished on five points I'm not too worried about not having Mitchell I think when I made the decision Gay was 4.5 as well but if I was buying now I would go Mitchell just because he's the cheapest one not just because he scored a goal. Watkins Blank versus Forrest and Lewin. I mean, to be honest, since that 6-1 win over Brighton, Villa players haven't really done that well. I mean, Watkins has been okay, I guess. He got 5 and 12 points and then 2 blanks. Cash has been really bad. I, I know that he got the clean sheet last week when none of the other Villa defenders did, but outside of that, it's like 2 points, 2 points and 0 points today. 
So, yeah, Villa players have kind of underwhelmed, I think, since that Brighton game. I, I don't think that was the only reason. I think it was a... I think Villa doing so well against Brighton and then having good fixtures was definitely one reason that people wildcarded in week eight. But it also coincided nicely with Man United doing bad and wanting to get Salah in. So although Villa haven't done great, I still think that game week eight wildcard was still so good. And lots of game week 10 wildcarders just got those Villa players anyway. I mean, I didn't go for Diaby, but I got Cash and, um, and Watkins. But yeah, I think there's definitely a conversation to be had about selling them soon. But they got Fulham at home this week. We don't know how long Cash might be out for. We don't know how long Haaland might be out for. I don't think it's the end of the world to have to sell Cash this week. Um, obviously, right, if, he, if he's fully fit, uh, let me just find my team for next week. If Cash is... I can't, there we go. If Cash is fully fit, then obviously Fulham at home is a fixture you can easily play him in. For most people, you won't need to sell him. But because my team is well set up for next week and I've got two free transfers, before the Haaland stuff, I didn't really have too much to do. So I was looking at maybe João Pedro to Enketia, or even just sell cash. Not because I think he's bad this week, just as a long-term move to use up one of my transfers. And I think the two players I'm probably looking at are Saliba at Arsenal. So that would be double Arsenal defence. The problem there is I can't also get Enketia. So if I want Enketia, which I think I probably do, unless we get an update on Jesus... I would have to go for someone like Lewis Dunk because Eschapinia is not available and that doesn't sound great. So there's actually some interesting decisions to be made this week. If you're already on Gabriel and Saka, you can only get one more Arsenal. So is that Enketia? If not, you get Saliba. But if you want Enketia, who do you go for in defence instead? There's not a huge amount of names that kind of jump out at me that would have that, that would be good to bring in. Unless you've got two odd million in the bank, in which case you just get Trippier. That's probably the easy decision. 34 with Palmer to play. Very nice. 27 points with Palmer and Madison. Nice. Worst game week ever. Yeah. In some ways, for sure. Lascelles is a nice option. Yeah, I have thought about that. I think for 4 million defenders, he's definitely the best option right now. He's, he's playing really well. I don't think he's going to lose his place at all. Botman could be out for a while. Dan Byrne also injured in the Arsenal game. Don't know how long he's out for. And obviously, he does play left-back, but he could also play left-centre-back. So it's just one less player for Lascelles to worry about. So I think Lascelles at 4 million looks like a really nice option. Whether I would go from cash to Lascelles, I'm not sure. I would probably just go straight to Saliba or maybe Dunk. But I think Newcastle showed how strong they are at home, right? Clean sheet against Arsenal. Not many teams will do that. And obviously, Trippier absolutely smashed it. I still don't really regret the decision to go without Trippier. Spoke about this a lot now, right? It was, you know, sacrifices that had to be made. I chose to drop Trippier. Some dropped Son. Some dropped Saka. Um, but this week, obviously, Trippier did really well. I'm a little bit worried about... A little bit worried about Saka. I will say the fixtures coming up are so good that I'm probably not going to get rid of him. But he's accumulated 0.02 expected goals total last three games, which is pretty bad, even though the fixtures, you know, Chelsea away and Newcastle away are not easy necessarily. It's still really bad. So I'm a little bit worried about Saka. And I, I kind of, you know, it'd be him or Watkins that would be sold if I needed to make a downgrade. But I think for now, it's, it's Burnley at home. It's just not one to overthink, I don't think. What's my wildcard draft? I've not even thought about it, to be honest, for game week 12. Uh, cash is going to drop in price soon let me just double check so cash i bought at 4.9 he's gone up to 5.2 so even if he drops that doesn't affect me it depends when you bought him if you bought him at five and he's now 5.2 and he drops that will knock 0.1 million off your sale price so keep that in mind i guess but i, I don't know there's so much information to be had this week and there's so many there's so there's european games as well i would try and not go early if you can help it like for example there's every chance that Haaland could be back for Chelsea. Pep Guardiola said it was a twisted ankle. They took him off at halftime. I think he said something like he'll probably miss Tuesday, but could be back Sunday. But let's say they find out it's actually way worse than they first realised and he's out for a month. Then you're selling Haaland. You've got straight away got enough money to get Trippier back. And then you're not probably worried about Dunk or Lascelles or Saliba. You just go straight to Trippier. So I would try and hold off on transfers if you can. Uh, control alt dlat nice name appreciate the content keep up the work thank you very much i feel like the key to win fpl and be on top to not ignore city players especially when they have hard fixtures they always win with a big score 
yeah, that's all well and good, but no one, hardly anyone had Doku, right? I mean, a lot of people had Haaland and Alvarez and Foden, and they got one goal between them. So I don't think that is the key with Man City players at all. I mean, look at the defenders, right? Most of them aren't completely nailed on. Walker has started a lot of games, but Vardiol doesn't start every game. Um, and they they always find a way to concede anyway, so I don't agree with that at all. I think Man City players uh, are not... I mean, Haaland, yes, of course, but everyone else, not so much. My only returns this week were from Anderson and Archer. I feel lucky with that. I mean, if you've got Archer, very nice. I mean, I sold Archer on wildcard to get Jao Pedro as a better bench option, and so far Archer has outscored him and got one more start, so that is looking really bad. I don't know why people would be down on low-scoring weeks like this. It punishes people that take minus fours, minus eights, etc., and doesn't hurt your rank too much. Yeah, I've fallen like 200,000 places, 700k to 900k. And oh, no, sorry, I'm actually outside the top 1 million. I've, I've fallen like 250 to 300,000 places, but I might claw some of that back tomorrow with Son and Palm. I, I'm really not worried about weeks like this. I, I don't want to say the line, right? I tweeted about this earlier. There's like a cliche comment that every FPL content creator will be saying this week. And I don't want to say it, but let's just say... I can't think of a different way to say it. I'm just going to say it. It's not a bad week to have a bad week. Because not many people have done really well. And if they have, they've got players like Mitchell and Doku and I guess Trippier. So don't don't panic too much. I had to say it. I couldn't think of another way to say it. A good week to have a bad week is what I meant. Did I say it's not a bad week to have a bad week? That doesn't even make sense, I don't think. There's gonna be there's gonna be times when you score like thirty and everyone else scores seventy. That's a bad week. That's a really bad week. Fifty four with Madison to go. You might if you've got fifty four points this week, you must be close to number one in the world, I would say. Okay, what what we talk about? Let's talk about Haaland first of all, right? If he's out for Chelsea, you've got to remember between game weeks twelve and thirteen, there's an international break. So if Haaland's only out for Chelsea, I will probably keep him because next week I've got a few options. I'm currently playing three four three with Jao Pedro up front, which I think I will not have him in my team by the deadline because he's he's been rested. That he hasn't. It's not even a rest, right? He hasn't started the last two Premier League games. I think it's almost almost 100% assured that he will start in the Europa League, in which case he probably misses Sheffield United at home. Although, Brighton's results have not been great recently. one all with Everton, one all with Fulham. These are games that they can win. Maybe they've got to start playing Jao Pedro a bit more. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I've got a feeling that by Friday, I'll have talked myself into keeping him because it's such a good fixture. And if he does start, he's a great option. Um, but yeah, if Haaland... How did I get onto Jao Pedro from Haaland? If Haaland's only out for one week, I will probably just bench him because he's also got the international break to kind of recover. So I could even just play 4-4-2 and have Cash, Gay, Gabriel, and Simakas in my back four. And if Cash is an option, I can just sell him anyway. So that's my that's my plan. If Haaland's out for more than a week, then I will consider selling him. But it would have to be at least two weeks, maybe even three before I before I get rid. So I'm not particularly worried right now about Haaland. I know it feels like a good week to sell him now because he's just got a one-pointer against Bournemouth, but I am going to want him back by game weeks 15-16. So I'm not hugely worried about it. I've done out, I've done Harden out to Alvarez to avoid the price drop. I mean, yeah, it's only 0.1 million. I'm not massively concerned about that, but fair enough. Obviously, Alvarez becomes a great option if Harden's out long-term, but I just don't think it's, it doesn't sound that bad. Would you do Palmer to Saka or Doku minus four? I wouldn't get Doku. I, I just think his minutes aren't completely secure. It could be Grealish that starts the next match, not him. The next three fixtures aren't that great either. Obviously, Man City are brilliant, and they probably will score. Well, they will score goals, not probably in those games, but I don't think you need Doku for a minus four. So Saka, I guess. I'd maybe just even keep Palmer for another week and not take the hit. Is Kudus worth a punt to replace Diaby from next week? I wouldn't sell Diaby before Fulham at home. After that, yes, potentially. Also look at Imbermo as well. Back-to-back starts for Kudus. Shout out to Ant, who uh, is in the YouTube members Discord and got him in this week. Yeah, I I really don't like Doku as an option, to be honest with you. Obviously, he did amazing uh, yesterday. And if you had him fair play, you should absolutely enjoy those massive, massive differential points. 22-pointer. But the previous match, he didn't start against Man United. He played 74 minutes against Brighton, but didn't start against Arsenal. 90 against Wolves, 51 against Forest. He has had quite a few starts. But I just think with Grealish back and playing well, it's just no guarantee. And in these tougher fixtures, I think Pep will probably favour Grealish in some of them. 
So I don't. Uh, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't get Doku to be honest. The, the thing is as well, it's not like we're stuck for six point five million options. So I, I just don't think it's worth that headache because I think I, I tell you what happened. You'll get him in. He'll be benched, and you'll want to sell him for most people. Okay, we've done Harland, kind of, very quickly. Simakas, benched. Not great. Um, Klopp did tell us this could happen. He said he was asked about the left-back position when Robertson was first out, or, or, or we first found out that he was going to be out. And he said that Gomez was one of the players that could play left-back. So he did warn us. Um, I did think that that was probably not that likely to happen, or if it was going to happen, it wouldn't happen that much. It's a little bit concerning. I still think if you already own him, I wouldn't be too panicked. The only annoying thing is he is one of those players that will almost always come on. Like Gabriel for Arsenal, if he misses out, unless there's an injury or they're down to 10 men and they're really holding on to a lead, he's not going to come on. I feel like Simakas will almost always come on. So that is a bit of a problem. But I feel like he's still going to start more matches than he doesn't. So if you've got him, I wouldn't panic. If you don't own him, there is maybe a case to... Like, not get him now. Because he's got Brentford at home. Which, of course, they could keep a clean sheet. But Brentford are no slouches when it comes to attack. And then it's Man City away. So I don't think it's the end of the world to now put off that transfer and just maybe reassess from December onwards. Get an update about Robertson. I don't think he's going to be back by then anyway. So I, I, I think I think the key, the key message for most questions is probably just don't panic too much, right? So yeah, if you've got Simicast, fine. You could play him this week as well. I may end up playing him ahead of Gay. I haven't decided yet. And then Cash, I can't, again, I've already kind of touched on that. Shoulder injury, don't know how long he's going to be out for. Maybe he's back for Fulham. I think Saliba's a really good option. Palace defence. Maybe Dunk if you want to go for Brighton, although really Estupinian's the one you want. Trippier if you've got the money. Maybe Lascelles. That's probably the players that I'll be looking at, I think. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Oh yeah, another. this is the thing, right? So it's a really terrible game week from a points perspective, but there's actually quite a few talking points. So Matt Turner lost his place. I guess this doesn't really affect many people because you're not, most people are not relying on Matt Turner as their main goalkeeper. But any thoughts about rotation now with him out the window, right? He's lost his place. He hasn't been great. There have been a few mistakes in him over the last um, couple of matches, like Brentford, for example, Liverpool for the Salah goal as well. Um, but if you've got a playing goalkeeper, it's not really a problem. You just bench Turner now and just play your main keeper. Ariola might be a problem going forward. Will Fabianski get his place back? I don't think that's very likely at all, so I'm not concerned about that. But West Ham defence hasn't been great. I think the bottom five for expected goals conceded before this game week. They just conceded another three to Brentford as well. It's not going great, but the fixtures are really good now. So Forrest at home this week. Burnley away the week after, Palace at home after that. Spurs away is tricky, then it's Fulham away, Wolves at home. I think over the next six game weeks, you could see maybe two, possibly three clean sheets for West Ham. I guess two if we're you know, trying to be more realistic. So I'm not too worried about him. Yeah, if you've got Matt Turner and Flecken, Flecken's another one. Yeah, there was lots of halftime subs on Saturday at 3pm. 
yeah, if you got Flecken, unlucky that he came off at half time, but it was just a dead leg apparently, so he should be back. This is like the second time now. Like Flecken was ill, wasn't he? We thought, okay, maybe Strakosha's an option. Now he's he came off injured. We think, okay, maybe Strakosha's an option, but um, I think Flecken might be just back for the next game week. So don't panic too much. Alvarez was suspended this week and Zoom were out. And also, Pakitar was out as well, wasn't he? Yeah, it should get better for West Ham. I'm not completely worried. And to be honest, goalkeeper transfers are just not in the mood for them. So, uh, Ariola's staying anyway. Someone said, you haven't mentioned the Maguire clean sheet yet. I'm so happy for anyone that had Harry Maguire, honestly. Fulham didn't cause Man United too many problems, I don't think. There was a few chances few saves from Manana, but it wasn't defensively Man United were okay I would say it, they were still poor though overall the performance wasn't great obviously bailed out by a Fernandez goal at the end fair play if you kept hold of Fernandez um but yeah clean sheet very nice if you had Dallow or Maguire not if you had a regular one, I guess everyone obsessed with Saka just because he plays for Arsenal but Diaby and Bowen are better Diaby did great this week yeah for sure um, I do like Bowen, yeah. I mean, Saka's like most players. He's not essential. If you don't want him, you shouldn't just shouldn't have him. But I think I think his minutes, penalties, the fixtures he's got coming up, I'm um, probably going to just keep hold of him. I I do think right. I mean, him or him or Watkins would be the first ones to go in my team. I think. Like the, Arsenal got Burnley at home in twelve, Luton away in fifteen. Like next four fixtures, Burnley at home, Wolves at home, Luton away in all of them. I think that's pretty good. I'd be keeping hold of him. But yeah, definitely not essential. I mean, I said in game week 10, I said don't take hits to bring him in, especially for players like Madison. In game week 11, he wasn't needed because of Newcastle away. And I said you could probably wait until game week 12 in certain cases. So yeah, now's the time to probably bring him in if that was your original plan. I, I, Captain Saka this week, not for me. I, I'm going to be going for Salah, I think, against Brentford at home. How did Nunez not score, by the way, today? Like, I, I, I like Nunez. Right? I think there's a good player there. I know he's frustrating at times, but there is a good player there. His, his goal record is pretty decent for Liverpool, even with limited minutes. But the miss when... Sa I mean, it was a bad header from Salah. There's no way Salah was trying to pass that, I don't think. But the shot from Darwin, like it was just classic Nunez. That is Darwin Nunez all over. Just misses an easy chance like that. And then you look at the goal against Bournemouth midweek. Brilliant finish. It's just, that is just him all over. So I don't know how, I sorry, I said I don't know how Nunez didn't score. Obviously Liverpool did score generally, got the one point, but uh, sorry, the one goal. But Nunez, oh my days. Yeah, imagine if Nicholas Jackson did that. People go, I mean, nuts about him. When was the last time Saka won a pen and took it? Uh, I'm not sure. It's been maybe three penalties ago, something like that. I mean, I'm not saying he takes every penalty, right? I, every, in fact, every time I talk about Saka, I always usually say he takes some penalties. We'll see. Oh, yeah, if you've got Nunez in your team, you keep hold of him. No no problem with that at all. What are you expecting from tomorrow's games? Uh, tomorrow's game? Probably just a Spurs win, to be honest. Low scoring, though. Low scoring. 2-1, maybe 2-0, something like that. Maybe even a one all. I don't see too many more goals now. I think I think Chelsea have actually been all right this season. Like you look at their expected goals, expected goals against. They're not completely. They're probably not as awful as you think they are. And I think defensively they're quite sound. But I think Spurs' attack is pretty decent this year, so they'll have enough to score. I mean, it'd be nice, obviously, for. I mean, I'd take a one-all Son and Palmer goals right now if you offered that to me. That's the problem. Like, I'm on a red arrow, and I'm hoping that Son and Palmer can kind of claw some of those points back. But I also don't have Porro. I don't have Madison. Um, I mean, I think Spurs' defence in general is quite highly owned. Uh, simply FPL member for 15 months. Pain, yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Archer points off the bench would be amazing, by the way. Anyone that got them. Uh, Simicast we just talked about. Two free transfers. Who should I transfer Botman to? Uh, I'd look at Palace defence, I think. Maybe Lascelles. You need that money for something else. Gordon on fire. I mean, I didn't watch that game live. I didn't watch Arsenal-Newcastle because my son was playing football at that exact same time. Uh, they actually won. He scored two goals, so that was good. Um, but yeah, I saw the replay of the goal. 
I love every time there's a close call with like the ball being over the line or, or whatever because or, or like a close offside because Twitter is just a bunch of football Twitter is just a bunch of people usually grown men talking about angles of the ball on the line and I get it right I've seen the angle where it looks out but it, it doesn't always work like that right sometimes when you see one angle it looks out you see another one it looks in so I don't know I, I don't think you can say 100% the ball was out, although I agree from that one angle that keeps going around, it does look out, right? The the one thing I didn't like was... I don't like the consistency. I think it's the consistency that's the problem, right? So the push on Gabriel, is there a lot in that? No. But forget about that incident, right? What happens any time a defender, like near their corner flag is defending the ball so they're shielding it the ball's in front of them and there's a player behind them a little push in the back they go down it's always a foul it's one of my pet hates i hate when they're given the softest touch they go down happens with an attacker as well right so if an attacker's in the corner flag trying to protect the lead little hit in the back they go down it's always a free kick pretty much so that that uh, contact on gabrielle if that was outside the box that would get given as a free kick i think so it's a bit of a I get the controversy around it, and I think on another day that gets not given. And by the way, I'm not, I'm, I don't even want to get into a discussion about whether that should be a foul. I'm just saying they always get given. All the time. It does my head in. The slightest touch when you're shielding the ball, you go down, ref gives it. So, yeah, on another day it gets given out. What is... What I don't like is the, the statement from Arsenal. You can't be making statements every time a goal goes against you. I just don't think that's that's right. There's already enough pressure on refs and stuff like that. And like it's it's not like they've made they've they might have made a mistake in your opinion, but it's not like they've made a mistake like the Liverpool goal against Spurs, right? That's a completely different situation. So I don't you can't start making statements every time a decision goes uh, against you. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter because I just can't bother to get into an argument about it. If you think it's a goal, fair enough. If you don't think it's a goal, fair enough. I mean, the Havertz tackle was... I saw Gary... I almost thought about tweeting the same thing that Gary Neville tweeted, but I just didn't want to wind people up. When Arsenal put a statement out, I think Gary Neville quote tweeted it and said, they must want the Havertz tackle looking into, which I did think was quite funny. As Arteta said himself after the Liverpool game, mistakes happened. Did he actually say that? And I don't, I don't want to keep talking about it. I don't want... It's FPL. I want to talk about FPL. Is Kudas worth a punt to... Re oh, sorry. I did that one already to replace Diaby. I would just hold Diaby, I think. Uh, Wayne, first mem first post is a member. Just say, I really like your channel. Enjoy your content. Thank you very much. If you're watching this and you haven't already hit subscribe, which about 30% of you haven't, make sure to hit subscribe. Trying to hit 400k before the season's out. Hit that like button as well. Uh, Game week 13 looks messy. Any early strategies on that? Just roll with it, to be honest. Just roll with it. I don't think it's that bad, is it, from memory? Um... I think that's one of the re like if I buy Saliba, I think that's double Arsenal defense against Brentford away plus Gay has got a good fixture. Luton, I think. Uh, let me have a look at this. Hang on. Let me just put this up here. Oh, that that went really smooth. <laughs> I, I I did that so smoothly. Uh, can I make this a bit smaller? Yeah, so this is my team on Hub, as always. You want to check this out? Links in the description. Uh, so this is my team for game week twelve. Let's just say, okay. I do, let's just say I do cash to Saliba this week and just leave it at that. I'll, I'll just keep Jao Pedro. I'll put up with the pain. I could play 4-4-2 and not play Jao Pedro. So let me just put him in a sec instead of Palmer. So that's my team for game week 12. Most people's teams looks pretty good for game week 12. Game week 13, so Ariola against Burnley away is fine. Simakas gets benched for, I mean, this is what I could do with Nketiah to get rid of Jao Pedro. I wouldn't mind playing Palmer against Newcastle away, to be honest. Let's just say I play 3-5-2. So I'd have Ariola against Burnley away. I'd have Saliba and Gabriel against Brentford away. Okay, it's not a great fixture, but I guess if you're saying it's an ugly week, then lots of teams don't have great fixtures, so it's really not the end of the world. Uh, Gay's got Luton away. I don't mind that. Matoma Forest away is okay. Saka Brentford away is okay. Salah doesn't matter because we're not selling him anyway. Son against Villa could be captain. Haaland against Liverpool, fine. Watkins against Spurs. I mean, you could look to get rid of him, but you're not going to go to Nunez because he's got Man City away. You're not going to go to Alvarez because he's got Liverpool at home. So you probably just keep him because he's got Bournemouth away the week afterwards. So I, I don't really, I don't really see it as an issue to be honest. Like if we look at, 
If you look at the fixtures for game week 13, who would you even target? Like Bowen against Burnley away, possibly. Newcastle have got Chelsea. It's not a completely easy fixture by any means. Obviously, Arsenal, you've already got their players. Man United against Everton. I just don't really think it's an issue. Everyone's going to be in the same boat. I just, just roll with it, to be honest. I can get Nketiah if I don't get Saliba. But yes, obviously, if I get Saliba, I can't. I discussed that earlier. So yeah, my, my answer to Game Week 13 is just to not really... I'm not really that worried about it. Obviously, if you can get an edge and have like a... If you can get like a differential that's got a good fixture that week, great. But only if... Only if their fixtures are good afterwards. Otherwise, it's just too short term. Targeting Bournemouth personally. I mean, Bournemouth, yeah. I mean, I still think... I know Liverpool didn't do great today. Well, I mean, they only scored once, but they did have a lot of chances. I think um, Bournemouth, I would definitely target. Luton, for sure. Even Not maybe West Ham quite so much. Burnley still, like Arsenal next week. I mean, Gordon Gordon and Wilson could be nice in game week 13 against Bournemouth. But if Haaland's fit, I'm not going to be selling him for Wilson. And I'm not going to be selling any of my midfielders for... Also, that's game week 12, sorry. That's not game week 13. Yeah, if we're targeting Bournemouth in game week 13, then you've got to buy Sheffield United players. So maybe, maybe Archer is not a bad option that week. Maybe I do João Pedro to Archer this week and have him ready for game week 13. Might not be the worst thing. Is selling Madison for Kudus a bad move? I mean, I wouldn't say it's a bad move, but I don't really see the need to do it. I suspect if Madison does well tomorrow, you want to keep him. Uh, FPL Harry Baldock. He got an assist, didn't he, this week? Could be an option, yeah. Only 3.8 million as well. Yeah, sorry, I got I got the fixtures wrong for game week 12 and 13. I can't seem to get a break this season. I had Mitchell for a 15-pointer. Can't get a break. You cannot get a break. But I have LaSalle second on my bench. 31 points for Son and Palmer. I'm devastated for you. Mitchell has only got six points less than my whole team. You really can't catch a break. You really can't. 31 points. 31 points, you're on a green arrow, surely. It's massive. I've got no sympathy for anyone that has Mitchell in their team. I'm sorry. No matter what, what the rest of your team looks like. Should I take cash out for Ben White? I mean, I like Ben White, but I'd rather go for Saliba and save the money. I think Saliba might rise in price tonight, though. That's the only thing I'd be careful about. Did I see the Nunez miss? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Not great. It was a classic Nunez situation. Classic Nunez. Pray for Mitchell owners. Uh, Archer and LaSalle's on my bench. Yeah, lot, lots of people are going to be in that situation. I'm trying to see the price changes. Um, who was I talking about then? I mean, Enketia might go up in price soon. Were we talking about someone dropping in price or going up? I've, I've lost... Was it Who was it we were talking about? I can't even remember now. So, oh yeah, Saliba, sorry. Yeah, it doesn't look like Saliba's going to go up tonight. So it should be okay. Should be okay. What are your thoughts on Maguire as a cheap option? Um, I I mean, I think he's good. I think he's a good option for his price. But if you'd need a Dan Burn replacement, I would probably look at Lascelles instead. I just think this week, Lascelles has got Bournemouth away, which isn't as good as Luton at home, I would say. But Newcastle defence is better than Man United. And longer term, Newcastle's fixtures are better. Obviously, there is some risk that, you know, Botman might be back sooner than we anticipate and then Lascelles will be out of the team. Whereas Maguire looks to be first choice at the moment with Martinez out. But um, Man United have basically got... Uh, Man United have got basically... Sorry. Man United basically have Luton at home and then Everton away. And then the fixtures after that I don't think are great. Yeah, Newcastle away, Chelsea. I mean, Bournemouth at home in 16 is not that bad. Then it's back-to-back -back away games against Liverpool and West Ham. I don't see a clean sheets there. Or Villa at home. Or Spurs at home in 21. So I think between game week 12 and game week 21, the only games you'd probably want to play them in are Luton at home, Everton away next to Bournemouth at home in 16, and Forest away maybe in 20. But there's not too many good fixtures there for Maguire. So I don't know. It's hard to know because I can't, I can't tell you for sure how long Botman is going to be out for. 
But I still feel like Lascelles will probably be a better option than the Maguire. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I was hoping Simicast wouldn't get subbed on because I wanted Archer's points. I'm going to be honest with you. I really wanted Simicast to come on because I was only getting a one-pointer anyway. So him coming on for one point didn't make any difference. And obviously it did block a lot of people's good bench points. So I hate to say it, but it was good for a lot of us that he came on. Bournemouth showed that game state is irrelevant. They'll continue to attack. May, may be the higher clean, maybe the highest higher clean sheet team that people think. May not be the higher clean sheet team that people think. Uh, I, I don't think anyone thinks Bournemouth is a good defense. No, I mean if I like basically every team that came up, Burnley, Luton, Sheffield United, definitely target them, uh, and then I would throw Bournemouth in. I don't think the Fulham defense is that great either. So they're probably like five. West Ham so far haven't been great. I probably wouldn't put them in the same bracket. Everton have actually defended all right, according to the numbers. So yeah, Bournemouth, definitely target them. But I wouldn't, I don't think you target Bournemouth more now just because Man City have put six past them. Man City are the best attack in the league, right? Uh, thoughts on the Arsenal attack right now? Concerned about Saka? I mean, I do think the numbers are a bit low for Arsenal in general. But I just look at the fixtures, like I said earlier, like Burnley at home and Luton away as part of the next four game weeks with Brentford away and Wolves at home in the middle. That seems okay to me. And I guess the other, the second question would be, who would I even sell Saka for? Like in Burma, of course, I, I'm annoyed that I got rid of him. I wish I kept him. But he's got Liverpool away, Arsenal at home. Of course he can get points in those games, but I'm not going to give up Burnley at home for Saka. So, you know, Kudus, yeah, fine. Diaby, fine. Bowen's fine, but I don't think any of them need to be brought in, unless I need the money for another move. But to get Trippier, I would have to downgrade Saka quite a bit. I'd have to make up 2 million or something like that. No, not even 2 million, actually. Maybe like 1.6 million. What could I do? Hang on, let me have a look at this. If I wanted to do... I, I looked at a similar move earlier, actually, uh, a minus four. If I wanted to get Trippier back in for cash... Yeah, I'd have to free up 1.4 million from Saka. So I could get someone that's 7.1. So I could just bring in Burmo straight back in. I did look at that earlier. Yeah, because the other... This is what I looked at earlier. The other 0.3 million would be on Jao Pedro to Inketia. But I don't. I wouldn't want to take a minus four to get rid of Saka before Burnley at home. That just feels... That just feels like something that can and will go wrong. And I'd have no... There'd be no sympathy for a move like that. You can't get rid of Saka for a minus four before Burnley. But that is a way to get Trippier back and having Ketia and then just getting Burmo back for game week 14. But yeah, I think Saka's fine, basically, is the long and the short of it. Definitely not essential, though, by any means. Uh, thanks, Alex. You bench Lascelles for Simicast. Perfectly fine move to make, I think. Cash wasn't injured, he was just playing badly. Lots of people saying he had a shoulder injury, so I don't know, maybe it was a bit of both. Will Rashford play Luton? We'll have to get an update on his injury. I think it's a bit coincidental that he had an injury just after the party and stuff like that, but I suspect he'll be back. What do you think about Foden to Martinelli? Um, yeah, I think for the fixtures it's fine to target someone like Martinelli. He hasn't really he hasn't really been that great either. Like generally the Arsenal attack has been poor compared to last year, I would say. But it's a punt. I don't mind it. Uh, are you Irish from birth? Uh, I'm not Irish at all. You don't sound it. No, I don't. I'm not Irish at all. Everyone's going to hit the wildcard button. 12:01 New Year's Day. No chance. I won't be wildcard until like game week 31. I don't think. Still have my wildcard. What are the best game weeks to use? It probably game week 19 now. Sell Diaz for Kudus. No, I, I think Kudus is good. I think the fixtures are good, but. Honestly, if I was buying a West Ham attacker and I had the money from Diaz, unless you needed that extra money for something, I would just get Bowen. still think Bowen's the one. If Estupinian gets minutes in the Europa League, would he be an option or wait until after the international break? Uh, he would be an option, but I guess you've got to... You, there are question marks over whether he would start straight away, right? 
comes straight back into the team in the Europa League three days later after play again in an easier match where you could probably win it without him. I'd probably wait, I think. It's a shame he's not fit and available though, because like I was thinking if this was my team and I didn't I didn't need to make any transfers, then Cash to Estepinian would be fine just to use one of them up. But obviously he's not an option, so I guess get over it. <laughs> Uh, no more news on the Man City double game week. I'm telling you now, once there's news, you won't be able to get away from hearing about it. It'll be it'll be around everywhere. Saka is overrated, not just as an FPL footballer, but in real life. Mm, not true. Not true. If you told me I get 42 points this week, I wouldn't expect to go from 400k to 256k. Yeah, that's big. That's big. I mean, if I told you that Man City were going to score six goals and Liverpool won, you wouldn't have expected Salah to double Haaland's score either. It's just one of those weeks. Can you imagine the narratives that would have come out if Salah had got a hat-trick today after Haaland? Oh, why did you have Haaland? Salah was always the one. Of course he was going to do well. It was Luton. But in the end, he blanks as well, so we can all be friends. We can all be friends, whether you went Haaland or Salah captain. I think the funny thing about this week is, if you didn't go for Haaland or Salah, you probably have captain. You probably haven't got a huge amount of extra points. Maybe if you went Son, because he's yet to play. Maybe if you went Trippier. But who's, who's captain in Trippier against Arsenal, you know? Do you think Haaland is going to be back by the Chelsea game? I think he probably will, but let's wait and see. I don't have any access to the medical records and stuff like that. So we'll just see what Pep says. they got a Champions League game, so he's going to get asked about it before then. He's going to get asked about it before the weekend as well. So Diaz, I just, I just answered that literal question. Matoma not as attacking as we'd like. Yeah, I think I got, obviously got an assist at the weekend. Maybe a bit lucky there. In general, I mean, because he, I don't think he played that great. Definite mistake not to have him Burmo instead. But it's Sheffield United at home. I've got to keep him. My only worry is if he plays Europa League and Deserby thinks he's a bit tired, he thinks, well, if I'm going to rest him, Sheffield United at home is the time to do it. And the last game that Mitoma didn't start was Bournemouth at home. So I am a little bit worried, but there's no way I can take him out. I've got to keep him in the team for this fixture. I may swap Mitoma to Burmo in game week 13. Even though on paper, Brighton have the better fixture. If, I, if I've if i got two free transfers and I need to use one, that'll probably be my move. Just to get it done a week early. That's the other thing, by the way. Let, let's say Cash is fine. I don't need to deal with him right now. If I want to do João Pedro to... Let me just put the other screen up a sec. Um, if I do João Pedro to Inketia, Let me see here. I've got 0.3 million in the bank. So Matoma to Inbermo is exact money. So as soon as Inbermo goes up in price or Nketi goes up, I cannot afford that move. And bearing in mind, I don't want to buy Inbermo until game week 14. And we've got an international break before that. I don't think that's going to survive. So I've actually got some pretty tricky decisions to make. One of which, one of which could be just to keep João Pedro just to keep him and hope in the future he bails me out at some point he comes off my bench and does well because i don't have to start him i don't want to keep talking about him because i know most people don't own him so it's kind of boring to keep hearing about him but i guess for my team it's quite important and just not leave myself short of getting in burmo but in like if in plays the next four games it just feels like a nice little gift for four game weeks you just know it's that it's a definite transfer down the line the, the other thing to remember as well is with every every game week that passes we're getting closer to game week 18 blank where man city and brentford aren't gonna play lots of us are gonna have hardened at that point lots of people are gonna go back from burma so you've already got two players that you're gonna bench so to get out 11 might get tricky if you start picking up some injuries so do i really want to bring in ketia in only to then have to get him out again before then maybe maybe not it's a decision to be made basically that that's why i'm sure to a lot of people they're looking at my team and thinking jao pedro is just such an obvious transfer out but because of the other considerations like needing the money from burmo maybe needing the money to go from cash to saliba it might actually be better just to leave jao pedro in and just and just treat him as a bench player for now and maybe at some point get rid of him for cameron archer I'm not relying on him, by the way. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. It's, it's not copium. I know he's not a good option. I benched him this week, despite everyone saying I should start him, because I knew I knew there was a good chance he wouldn't start. 
Um, but again, like, I, I got to keep reminding myself that could just be Cameron Archer. So it's not a big deal just to bench him. Because it's not, not, not like Cameron Archer is going to get many nine-pointers, I don't think. I don't have Saka. I want to get rid of Diaby in game week 13. If Saka blanks in 12, would you still go for Saka? I mean, if you think Saka is the best option, yeah, I wouldn't let what happens against Burnley affect you massively. But I guess come back to it in game week 13. Who knows who'll be injured at that point, right? Maybe just go straight to Mbermo if you don't already have him. That'd probably be the number one option. What can switch out looking more likely as the days go by to Wilson? Uh, not with Fulham at home. And by the time you don't... If you don't make the move this week, you're a couple more weeks closer to Ezat being back. And you've also missed Bournemouth away. So there's, there's no way I'm going to take out Watkins before Fulham at home, I don't think. Even though even though Wilson will be great this week. You should do João Pedro to Archer, Palmer to Eze. Uh, I could afford that, yeah. Yeah, I could afford that. Might not be the worst differential, that. But I just like Palmer's price, to be honest. I don't, I, I don't know if I necessarily want to upgrade him, but that is something I could look at, yeah. But that would rely on Cash being fit, I think. Although, although not necessarily, actually. So if Cash wasn't fit, I could just bench him. Right. So essentially, I'd be on a three-five-two, and this would be Eze instead. Yeah, could look at that. I mean, Eze's only six point one million. Obviously, Crystal Palace's fixtures coming up: Everton at home, Luton away, uh, West Ham away, Bournemouth home are pretty good. I'm not sure how much longer after game week fifteen I would want to hold him for, though. The fixtures are pretty bad. Like from game week sixteen to twenty-one. They play all of Liverpool, Man City, Brighton, Chelsea, and Arsenal. And the other game is Brentford at home. So it's not an easy run. So it's a very short-term punt. I don't, I don't really get the Madison out talk. He's got Wolves away next, and he hasn't even played yet, right? If Pedro does not keep dropping in price, he's probably fine on the bench unless you have excess transfers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm not, I'm not that worried about him. It's just more annoying that I just can't play him when I, when I want to for these good fixtures. And I think last week wasn't too bad because Palmer had Spurs away which is we'll see what happens I don't think it's completely awful but next week when Jao Pedro's got Sheffield United Ohio I, I really want him to start and I just don't think he's going to sell Harlan Cash Jao Pedro to Wilson Trippier Watkins minus four um I probably wouldn't do that to be honest I, I mean I don't hate it I just I don't know how long term of an option Callum Wilson is going to be like can he play you know, weekend, midweek, weekend when Champions League starts back up. When will Ezat be back? I'm just, I'm not sure about that. And the thing with Harden is if he's not out, you are going to want him back for game weeks 15, 16. So the closer those game weeks get, the less viable removing him will be. So I'm not I'm not massively keen on that, to be honest. Gary O'Neill knows how to shut a game. Could see a very low no-scoring game for Wolves versus Spurs. Yeah, we could, or Madison could chip in with one goal or one assist, right? You don't you don't need players to get two or three goals every single week to be good options. I don't know, like I mean, what has changed with Madison? It wasn't too long ago he felt like a player that a lot of people just wanted to keep for the long term, no matter what the fixtures were. And now he's sellable. Is that because he's bad or because there's better options out there? I mean, I don't own Madison, so I'm in some ways I'm just playing devil's advocate, right? I don't he's not essential, of course he's not. I, I don't think I would sell him to like Akudas or someone like that this week. To be honest with you, I would just keep hold of him. Feels a bit luxury. Darwin's stats are always good, but fails to deliver. Thinking of moving him on for Inketia. So Darwin Nunez, interestingly, right, fails to deliver because somebody with a Saka profile picture tweeted me and said, "What exactly is Darwin Nunez good at?" And I basically replied that. Darwin Nunez, uh, sorry, Saka's had 10 starts this season, four goals, five assists. Pretty good, right? Nine, nine attacking returns in 10. Darwin Nunez, for a player that doesn't really return, has had five starts and has four goals, five assists. Exactly the same as Saka. So he's had half the starts and got exactly the same returns. Now, it's not necessarily a fair comparison to Saka. I get it. He's not a striker, etc., etc. But it just seems to be this narrative around Nunez. Because we remember all the misses, we just assume he doesn't really do much. Whereas actually he does a lot, right? And he's a bit like, I think in some ways he's a bit like Jesus. They both get so many chances that they're super frustrating because they miss easy chances from time to time, or in Nunez's case, a lot. But they get so many chances, they're bound to score eventually. And I don't know, Nunez has been pretty good, right? I mean, everyone seemed to be loving him last week when he got a goal and assist against Forest. 
I wouldn't um, suddenly panic. I mean, I'd be liking the fact that he got 90 minutes, to be honest. Brentford at home, next. I, ju I just think Nunez does get returns. Like, he's on 4.9 expected goals for the season. He's on four goals. So he is underperforming a little bit, but it's only five starts, right? Massively overperforming on the assist, by the way. Nunez is playing in a world-class team, fed chances on a plate or game. Of course, he'll score. Well, there you go, then. What's the problem? <laughs> but he's a liability. But who cares? Why do you care about that for FPL? You don't care. Like, unless you're a Liverpool fan, you don't care if he misses loads of chances. As you say, of course, he'll score a few. Well, that's all you need, right? He's going to score points. It's like someone, someone, like, they said to me, I can't understand why content creators love Gabriel so much. So I replied, he's less than 5 million. He plays for Arsenal. And then the reply was... Yeah, but Arsenal always concede. So I replied, they've got the most, the joint most clean sheets this season. And then the reply was, yeah, but look at the easy teams they've got clean sheets against. They're not very good attacks. And I was like, yes, that's the whole point. You buy defenders that are playing bad attacks. Like you buy Nunez because he gets so many chances, right? I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like he's fine. He's fine. I, what I would say on Nunez, right? He's got Man City away in 13. He might not start that game because it's after the international break. You don't need to buy him right now, but if you've got him, surely you keep. He's got four attack and returns in the last four games. Like, what's the issue? I, I don't get it. I don't get the problem. This is just a classic case that Nunez has blanked and therefore now he needs to be sold, essentially. But Brentford at home is a perfectly good fixture and there's a good chance he's going to start. Is it worth selling Harlan now then buying him back later? I would say probably not. It's probably not worth the transfers. Who am I captain in next week? Salah, almost certainly. I just don't think I've got a better captain. Like, I'm not going to captain Watkins over Salah because of penalties, being a midfielder, etc. So, yeah. Like, Saka, I don't think Saka is better than Salah. So it's going to be Salah, pretty much. That was always the plan. I think my, my next tough... My next tough-ish captaincy decision will be game week 13. Do I go Haaland against Liverpool at home or Son against Villa at home? And I think I went Son when he played Luton and Haaland played Arsenal. I think it's a bit closer this time and I'm not so sure whether I want to go against Haaland. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Nathan, how's it going? Please debate. Are you or Douglas Luiz for cheap midfielders? By the way, this is such a bad week that the highlight of my game week was when Douglas Louise blanked and went off. He finally blanked. I don't like Douglas Louise as an option. I've said this a lot, right? Outside of penalties, his stats are just really bad. He's on four yellow cards, so I don't like it. Uh, AU maybe is okay. or I, Is it AU or IU? Jordan AU. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I don't even know how much he is. He's 5.4 million. I'd rather just get Palmer or Dingra for less money, to be honest with you. Yeah, there is part of me that's drawn to Son, but I'm not I'm not completely sure about it. Either way, that's basically a captaincy decision. For me, I actually think Salah's quite easy this week. Are you? Are you? What was I saying? Are you? Bring in Tyreek Mitchell and save the 0.1 or go for Gay. No, I would just go for Mitchell and save the money. Someone has 62 points in my league with Trippier captain. Decent. Decent. Sell Simicast, Cash, Gabriel, or Edward, and to who? Um, I would just... Uh, maybe Cash if he's injured. I've talked a lot about defender replacements already. All right, we've got any other questions we've not already covered? I feel like we've covered quite a lot. Maybe a little bit quicker than normal as well. I think we've hit all the main talking points, right? Why does this week feel like a roll again? Because everyone's, like most people's teams, if, if you've done badly in game week 11, your team probably looks pretty good for game week 12. Most people's teams are going to look better this week than they did last week. So rolling the transfer could absolutely happen. That, that is what I would like to do, is just roll the transfer this week. Just make one and then go into game week 13 with two again. I just, I, I'm a bit conscious of that because... We've got the game week 18 blank to contend with. There's a few fixture swings coming up. So Chelsea's get better. Man City's get better. I'm going to want more than Harlem for the double in 20 potentially. And obviously the more game weeks the pass, the further away you are from wild cards. If stuff starts going wrong, injuries crop up. I, I kind of want to roll the transfer if I can. Sell Diaby for Bernardo. No, I don't like Bernardo as a FPL option. 
and sell Trent for Saliba. You don't need to do either of those moves. I would just keep Diaby and Trent this week. Turner is a must-sell. I mean, Turner sat on our benches. You really just don't need to worry about him whatsoever. Just play your other goalkeeper. What City players would I bring in? Uh, probably Alvarez plus one other. But for the for the third one, I would want to leave that decision until much closer to the double, I think. Edison, maybe. Possibly a defender. Walker or Stones or Diaz, someone like that. There's, I, I, there's no point in even discussing it because, yes, there are definite risks about that and I'd rather just reassess it much closer to the time. Everton triple up time? I don't think so. Would I sell harder? Not if unless he's out for a few weeks. What's this season surprised you the most? I don't know. <laughs> what has surprised me the most? Everton stats? They're like top eight for expected goals and expected goals conceded. That is a bit of a surprise. Now, they've had a lot of good fixtures. We'll see if they can keep that up. I don't know if... Yeah, I guess Spurs to a certain extent. I think we all expected them to improve though, right? But yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe Spurs. Isn't it funny how all the buy questions are players who have just scored and all the sell questions are players who have just blanked? I mean, look what happened last week. Right? I'm not saying it was a huge amount of people that watch and stuff like that. But when Trippier got a zero-pointer against Wolves, there were lots of questions about selling him. And when Haaland got 16 points against Man United, there were lots of questions about buying him back. And in both cases, I said, you probably don't need to do it. And you certainly don't need to do it for hits. And now look what's happened. I mean, Haaland got unlucky, right? Getting an injury uh, against like one of the, the best teams you could play as an attacker. But Trippier, straight away with a nine-pointer at home. So it, it, most of the time, it's best not to react to what's just happened the week before. You're, you're much better off trying to like pre-plan, look at fixtures, look at the stats if you like stats, if not the eye test. Although, I was thinking about the eye test. Do you know the one player that I've kind of thought they really didn't look that great? Now, I didn't sell them anyway. I kept them for the Burnley game where they got 14 points. But in Burmo, do you remember those couple of games? One of them against Nottingham Forest. We're watching him. We're thinking, on the eye, in Burmo, not great. Look what he's done since. I don't even trust my own eye test. I don't even trust it. Give me the data any day. Uh, in Burmo, price rise is a concern. Not massively. As long as, well, as long as I don't get priced out. The thing is, he's going to be going to African Cup of Nations, right? So once we're going to be selling him again we're going to be buying and then selling him so it will be a bit annoying to have to spend a bit more on him especially when i had money tied up and then i sold him but not a massive concern but it is something to think about it's given me something to consider it's not really a concern yet anyway not yet i mean there is a chance that he could just be seven million by the time i end up buying him which isn't great but it is what it is i guess Rank the best defenders in FPL in order. I'm not going to go for all the defenders. Trippier's probably right up there. Saliba's right up there at the moment. Palace defense pretty good. Surely you need to start Jao Pedro with that fixture, even though it's a risk. Um, I mean, not if he's not if he's not going to start, then no, I don't think so. I mean, I am I like I said earlier, I'm almost 100% certain that he will play in the Europa League and then get benched against Sheffield United. Trent looks very good on the eye test, but never does anything FPL-wise. Well, interestingly with Trent, um, his, his expected goal involvement per 90... I can't see it on the screen. It's 0.26 per 90 minutes, which is actually quite low for him. It's lower than someone like Trippier. So the stats aren't quite there for him yet, but obviously that could change. He did put in a few good passes today. He was He's brilliant, isn't he? It just it is great to watch Trent. There was one into, was it into Darwin? And he hit the bar? I think Darwin Nunez hit the bar off of a Simicast pass. Look, I, I think I think it's hard to, I mean, maybe not after today's game because he was benched, but it's hard to justify Trent over Simicast because of the price difference. And obviously they both cover the clean sheets if they start. But I think if you've got Trent, unless there's a big upgrade you want to make elsewhere, you probably just hold him through. But I don't think many people would buy him right now, that's for sure. Will Adingra keep playing? I think he'll get good minutes. I can't guarantee he'll start every game, but he looks to be first choice right wing while Solly March is out. Am I going to start Palmer for Newcastle, Brighton, Man United's run of fixtures? Uh, possibly for some of those games, yeah. I'll definitely start him against Brighton. Probably Man United as well. It depends what, who else I've got, right? If I, I mean, I keep talking about João Pedro to Enketia. I could do João Pedro to Eduard for Crystal Palace and target their good fixtures that are coming up. 
Which three would I start next week? Cash Gay, Gabriel, Simicast. Well, I've got all of them, and they're all on the screen right now. Would you do Madison to Saka next week or just roll? Um, I would be tempted to get Saka, I think, especially if that was always the plan. When am I going to bring in Alvarez? Probably closer to the Luton game in game week 16. I mean, ideally, I would upgrade Alvarez from João Pedro and keep Watkins. Because, because Man City's fixtures are a bit tougher over the next few game weeks, there's no real reason to get rid of Watkins to Alvarez. And by the time it starts looking like you should make that move, like, for example, game week 16 when Alvarez has got Luton away, yes, Watkins has got Arsenal at home, but then he's got Brentford away, and in the blank he's got Sheffield United at home, and then two weeks later in game week 20 he's got Burnley at home. So ideally, I would upgrade João Pedro, but it's a big downgrade, right? Um, which screen am I on here? Yeah, you can see. Uh, like, if I put Alvarez in, if I spell his name correctly... I need to make up 1.3 million. Now, Saka... Saka down to someone at 7.2. I don't think I can afford Bowen, can I? No. But I could get in Burmo. And I could still get Saliba for cash. I'm clicking on the wrong... I'm clicking on the wrong screen here. I could still get... Oh, wow. I keep going on the wrong place. Saliba there. So that could be an option. Just have a bit of a deeper squad and just sacrifice Saka. Now, I don't, I don't want to... I'm not doing this anytime soon. And and the problem is, Arsenal's fixtures are just very good for a long time. Like, even Villa away, Brighton home wouldn't massively put me off, I don't think. Liverpool away in 18, not great. But then it's West Ham at home, Fulham away, Palace. I, I, don't, I don't really want to do that. But that is an option for me. Is to just go deeper squad and just upgrade that third spot. I mean, what am I... The only thing I'm really missing out on then is Trippier, of course, but I'm not going to go back for all that. I've made that decision at this point. And I haven't got Saka, but I've got Alvarez and Inbermo. So that that is something I will consider. It's just how do I get that third Man City player? I'd have to, I'd have to go for a defender. I wouldn't be able to upgrade to Edison. Yeah, Eze could be an option as well. But the thing is, I'm probably not going to get Alvarez until closer to game week 16. And by that point, Eze's good fixtures would have dried up. I think if you're getting Eze, you, you go now, I think. I can't afford Palmer straight to Eze. Not without. Like, I could do Palmer... I could do Palmer to Eze. And... Jao Pedro out to a 4.7 million forward. I'd probably just get Cameron Archer. I can afford that. But it's just I don't think it's worth two moves, to be honest. So I probably won't do that. I, there's nothing really wrong with Palmer. Like, he's an enabler, right? Uh, Trent was clearing the bonus points race before any goals. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, he was. i got to be honest, though. I love that Luton goal so much. It's like, yes, come on. Um, I thought today, by the way, I thought Ross Barkley was man of the match. Like, Trent was very good. Nunez was very good. But I think when Luton get a result against Liverpool... I think someone from their team's got to be man of the match. I mean, he doesn't have to be, I know. But I thought Ross Barkley was just good in general. Like, really good. I was impressed. Because obviously there's a massive gap in quality between those two teams. But Ross Barkley just had a bit of composure at times. And I wouldn't, like, I, I don't know if this is the right term. I hate using these kind of terms in football. I always feel like I'm going to use them wrong. But I almost feel like he's a little bit press resistant. Not completely, but it just relieved a bit of pressure for Luton. And for the goal as well, right? There's, I can't remember who went to tackle Barkley, but he took it round him and then drove forward. Then made the pass out to Gabori. I just thought he was really good. Really good. I mean, yeah, lots of, to be fair, lots of Luton players played well. I did say at half time, I tweeted to say I was impressed with them, but I didn't know if they could keep it up for 45 minutes, but they were good. Let's, let's not be, um, what's the word? I don't know. But obviously, Liverpool could have scored more. For sure, right? And then it's a completely different result. Maybe they put three or four past them. But given that gap in quality, I thought Luton were brilliant, to be honest. And I thought Ross Barkley deserved a bit of credit. You look like you could bench boost next week. I mean, Matt, Matt Turner's lost his place and Charlie Taylor's got Arsenal away and Palmer's got Man City at home. So, nope, not really. I mean, it's not the, it wouldn't be the worst bench boost if Turner had his place, but it's not definitely not good enough to do it. All right, I'm going to leave that one there. I think we've covered quite a lot, and obviously we've got all the usual content coming this week. Early thoughts tomorrow, transfer tips, team selection, game week preview, final thoughts, deadline stream on Saturday, and then we have a two 
week international break, which I know most of you are going to hate, but you know what? I don't mind watching England. Plus, nice. It'll be the last break until 2024. So I quite, I'm looking forward to it. I've got to be honest. Two weeks off, and then bam, we hit those seven game weeks in however many days it is over December. So yeah. Liverpool created almost 4xG versus Luton. Is that true? Was it that much? Let me have a look. Let's have a look. 3.04 expected goals conceded. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that Liverpool were bad, right, and didn't deserve more, but I just think there's a massive difference in the players for both teams, and I thought for what Luton had and the team they were up against as well, let's not forget Liverpool are brilliant. I thought they played well. That's all I'm saying. Not trying to take anything away, Liverpool fans. Yes, you could have had more goals. Uh, maybe if you had Gatpo up front, I said, no, 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 I'm only messing. I like Nunez. I like him. Uh, anyway, no wind-ups now. We're leaving. Uh, if you enjoyed that, make sure to give it a like and hit that subscribe button. I'll be back tomorrow for um, early thoughts. And obviously, anything major that happens in the Spurs-Chelsea game, I'll cover from Tuesday onwards because early thoughts will be recorded uh, tomorrow morning. The game is not until the evening. So hopefully you enjoyed your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Uh, and I will catch you again early enough tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Instacart for the win.